Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping. With Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool, you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code, P-O-D, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments, no contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type P-O-D. That's Stamps.com, promo code P-O-D. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. What up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Black Expat Podcast. My name is Carl, and I'm excited to be rocking with you guys for yet another episode. I'm excited to be here this Monday. I am coming off a pretty good podcast, I think, right? So on Friday, I talked about what my top five countries I have traveled to and would love to go back to uh, are, right? And as promised, I wanted to follow up with my bottom three, right? (laughs) I am still doing research on the ones I actually want to visit. I want to point out some things that are important in this day and age, post-COVID, still kind of still COVID, uh, about traveling to countries coming up. So I want to make sure I do my due diligence and verify some of the facts I'm going to share with expats that I know that are residing in some of these countries and my own Google search uh, and also checking with some articles that I've read up on just to confirm some things before I throw those things out there. But hope you guys had an amazing weekend. I am so excited. Her story episode number 10, it'll be coming up next week. I'll be publishing that. I'll be interviewing an amazing, amazing black woman uh, who's doing some incredible things. But I want to jump right into it, right? Again, it's very easy to talk about your favorite countries or where you loved going to, right? And I want to keep this a perspective. When I say my bottom three countries, I'm not saying the top, the bottom worst countries I've ever been to or these countries are terrible because I've been to 50 countries, right? More than 50 countries. What I mean is that the experience that I had in these countries put them at the bottom of my travel experiences. Now, what I will say, what I say about most things, if try it yourself, right? If you haven't gone already, if you didn't really, you know, if you didn't really want to you were thinking about going to a place that I talk about and after hearing what I'm saying, you're like, "Eh, I'm kind of on the fence. I say still go. Reason is, it was just my one experience, and there's not a country yet. Okay, there's only one country that I would advise someone never to go to. There aren't that many countries I think people would say that about. But these three countries, eh, I personally would advise someone think twice. But I would always say go experience it for yourself. It may be very different than you. Then maybe may very different experience than what I than what I experienced. Right? My experience was mine. Yours can be yours. All right. Enough about that. So. Number one, right? So the first country that is a part of my bottom three. Can we get a drum roll, please? The first country is Cambodia. Now, 
The trip to Cambodia was fun. It was amazing, right? Why was it amazing? We got to see Angkor Wat. Other than seeing Angkor Wat, that was the only part of Cambodia that was amazing. I'd heard stories from my friends who came from Australia to Cambodia and traveled all through Asia. And they were like, man, I love Cambodia. It was so much fun. Nightlife was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, eh, not so much. First, getting to Cambodia, we took a train from Thailand to Cambodia, right? And we, it was a it was a sleeper train slash farm train hybrid. I don't really know what it was, but it was crazy because on the way there, the windows were down and we're driving through Cambodia and parts of Thailand. And then all of a sudden, this, this fog of black soot came in through the windows. So we're on the train going towards Cambodia. And all of a sudden, I'm wearing a white shirt, a white Jordan shirt at the time. I remember it like it was yesterday because I love that shirt. But I was covered and black soot. And so was everybody on the train. We started coughing. We rode through the black soot for like a minute and 10 seconds. And it wasn't the first time it happened. It was the second time. So my introduction to Cambodia was always was already like, eh, I'm not going to have the best time ever at this place, right? Introduction was bad. Then we get off the train and we go wait in the waiting station, right? So in Cambodia, where we were, uh, Phnom Penh, it was like, yeah, you have to wait. Buses come every six hours. And if you want to hire a driver, it's insanely expensive. I'm talking $500 for two people, $250 a person, right? We were like, oh, we're definitely not going to pay that. We'll wait for the next bus. But by the time we got there, it was like, yeah, the next bus comes tomorrow. I thought it said every six hours. Yeah, but there's only one bus. The other buses come once a day, once a day. So we were in this terminal and everyone, like there were a bunch of other backpackers that were traveling, not necessarily with us, but we saw them. And everyone was like, what? I didn't Google this. Again, back then, technology wasn't as readily available. So we were all just prepared to sleep in this station, which had no food stores open, only had snack stores. And these were not the best snacks that I wanted to eat or Brad, who was traveling with me, wanted to eat either. It was terrible. Again, I'm not going to go into full detail about it, but it was bad. Long story short, we ended up partnering up with um, two young women who were also backpacking to the same city in Phnom Penh in, in Cambodia we were going to. So we were like, oh, okay, cool. We'll just go with you guys. Ended up paying like $125 each, much cheaper than $250. Ended up making it in there, right? So we're driving through Cambodia in the car. We almost hit a donkey, a camel. I don't even know why a camel was there. A few children, a few people. It was crazy. There were, there were no roads. We weren't driving on the road. We were just like, it looked like we were driving through the desert or some country back road that had not been paved at all. It was a terrible three-hour trip. But long story short, we made it to the hostel, right? So I'm thinking, man, when we get to the hostel, it's going to be amazing. I, I can settle down. I can take a shower. You know, I can clean up. I can get all this black soot off me. I can finally enjoy Cambodia. Nah, not what it was at all. We get checked in. It's two beds. The beds are smaller, smaller than a twin bed. I don't know what's smaller than a twin bed. Is that a baby bed? I don't know. It was insanely small. I'm cool with it. Not really, but I made it work because I'm not that big of a person. Brad was about twice my size. He wasn't really okay with it, but again, can't complain. We're here to see Anchor Wat, one of the wonders of the world, I think. I don't know, but it was amazing. Beautiful place, Anchor Wat. We were there to see it. Then go to the bathroom. Again, you guys know me. I'm a germaphobe. The faucet, I, the amount of water that came out of that faucet was the equivalent to a water fountain you would find in schools or on the street. That was the amount of water that came out of the faucet to brush my teeth. But it didn't come out fast. It came out from you know, from down up into like the little circle thing, and it did not go very high. You basically had to plug your finger on it and try to dab some water on your face. It was terrible. Hated it. Shower was a uh, was a bathroom with a with a you know with the toilet, the shower inside the bathroom, and a terrible sink. Couldn't wash my face, barely brush my teeth. I was very, very upset. And I was very hungry. We ended up walking. Thing is about the food. We ended up walking and finding a great place to eat. They had beer. 
made me happy. It had great food, Cambodian food. It was great. I think it's the first time I had, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Man, but we had Cambodian food. It was great. Loved it. Didn't mind that. Walked back to the hostel, barely slept. But that was okay because Anchor Watt, you have to get up super early. So I went to bed at like 10, get up at like 3 a.m., started in our tuk-tuk ride to go see Anchor Watt, right, at 4 a.m. in the dusty dark. Now, the last thing about Cambodia was made it not my favorite country to visit and not in my top five, but in my bottom three was when we got there, it was like a sandstorm. But, you know, when you go to these, uh, when you go to some big outdoor places, museums, or like if you're in Italy and, 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 uh, and, and you're going to the Coliseum. Outside of those places, there are like food vendors, especially if you go early morning for the sunrise. They have like, you know, they prepare bacon, eggs, and toast and stuff for you like that, and you buy it. Um, but it was a sandstorm, and it was dark. Couldn't see. Now me, germaphobe. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't eating that food. I'm pretty sure it's all covered in, in sand. Because it wasn't like housed. They were like outside with like the oven stuff on like a little pushy cart, with like a propane tank. Again, I saw the sand moving around. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Brad ate it, got dysentery. We'll talk about that later, though. Um, so yeah, it was... It was a rough start to Cambodia. Brad also stepped in a pile of fire ants. It was a lot. It was a lot of things going on in Cambodia that made it not in my bottom three. What I will say, Angkor Wat was beautiful. It was gorgeous. The sunrise was great. Um, got amazing photos on a very low quality camera back then. iPhone wasn't popping. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was an amazing thing to see. But the process of just getting to Cambodia and being there. Uh, I talked too long about Cambodia. Bottom three. The next one. For me, will be a place that I enjoy going to. I will say that, but made into the bottom three is Seoul, Korea. Right? I know what you're thinking. If you if you've talked to me before, you've heard me tell some pretty crazy stories about me traveling around in Seoul, like some pretty pretty crazy ones. But I don't know, man. It just it just felt super basic to me. Right? It it, it felt like just another city. Another city in the world, not necessarily another Chicago or New York or L.A. or Pittsburgh or nothing like that. It just felt like another city, right? The food was good. Like, I'm not really a big fan of Korean food. I love Korean soju. Um, I like Korean barbecue, but I don't really eat kimchi and stuff like that. The food was meh. Uh, getting around was fairly easy, but also a little bit confusing. Um, the culture, yeah, it's there, Like, but like outside of you know North Korea and, and going to the border and looking at the line and seeing the soldiers, outside of that, um, for me, the experience wasn't as rewarding culturally as I hoped it would be. I did learn a lot. Went on a bunch of tours, went around, learned a lot about history. But it, it wasn't like that standout that, oh, yeah, I love soul, right? Party life, great. Love nighttime. Everybody be drinking, having a good time, dancing. They play hip-hop music pretty much everywhere. You know, culture vultures, whatever. <laughs> like, they play it everywhere. But other outside of that, like, culturally, how I felt when I was in Korea. I didn't feel like I was, if that makes sense, I didn't feel like I was in Korea. I just felt like I was in another city, and I was just exploring another big city, right? Again, but not like a Chicago, New York, and LA, or Pittsburgh. I keep saying Pittsburgh. I don't know. Shout out to Pittsburgh people if you're tuning in. It just felt like another place. And it's weird, because every time I've gone to a place, I can speak, you know, ad nauseum about, oh, I felt this way, or felt really good to do this. The people were like this. Korean people, there, you know, they're just, they're just like, oh, cool. What's up? And it's not like I wanted to feel special, but it's just, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel any cultural connection at all. We even went to uh, Lot, Lot World, which is like Six Flags in Korea. But honestly, it, honestly, it was a lot better. And honestly, I had a lot of fun at the amusement park than I did just exploring Korea. So yeah, a be beautiful place, definitely worth going to see and check out. But it makes it in my bottom three. It just it just wasn't a learn. It didn't like, oh, yeah. Like when people ask me about countries I've been to, I, I oftentimes forget Korea. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have been to Korea. Yeah, it was cool. What you go? What you do when you were there? 
man, Lot World and drinking and yeah, that's about, oh yeah, it went to the board. Like, you know, like it's one of those, oh yeah, I went there places, right? So for me, Korea makes it into my bottom three. And last but not least, number three is France. Paris, to be exact. I know what you're thinking. Oh, the Eiffel Tower was there. Oh my God. N words in Paris, all that stuff. Man, it must be great to be there. Nah, Paris, France is dumb expensive. Crepes, amazing. Crepes, amazing. Tastes good, delicious. Love it. Love that particular food that I was able to have while I was in France. That part, I love that part. Everything else about France, nah, bro. Uh uh. And super expensive overrated the eiffel tower is beautiful if you can pay to go all the way to the top or to the middle part where you can walk around and be actually on the eiffel tower great the park in front of the eiffel tower is amazing lover's bridge where it's a thousand locks on the bridge it is exactly how i described it it is a thousand locks on the bridge there's yeah like like ah that's it but france to me was just like uh, oh if you want to go see the catacombs there's so much like the louvre and the mona lisa being so disappointed going into the louvre and then going to see the Mona Lisa and realizing it is it is about the same size as my actual head. And it's teeny tiny. And they pack you all in a room to look at this teeny tiny photo that's hidden behind the glass. And then I want you to Google this for yourself. Why is the Mona Lisa famous? The Mona Lisa. The Mona Lisa famous. Why is the Mona Lisa famous? Try saying that five times fast. I'm not even going to edit that out. Y'all going to get the raw version today. Like, try, like find out what Google why it's famous. Now, when you actually see it and realize that it's tiny, about the size of my head, I don't have that big of a head. It also ain't that small either. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, ah, this is super underwhelming. And like, even the tall statues, I enjoyed the statues in some of the museums I went to in Spain more than I did in, in France. Spain is not in my top five, but it's a beautiful place. Love the outdoor parks. But Paris was cold in the summertime. Don't make no sense. It was rainy. It was cloudy all the time. People smoke everywhere. The people are, eh, meh. Uh, uh. The tube riding around and getting it, yeah, that's kind of cool. But uh, wait, I think the tube is in is in England. My bad. But in France, like riding around and getting it wasn't really that convenient. Uh, again, and it was unbelievably expensive. Even to drink wine, the wine in Italy was cheaper. Kind of makes sense. But like, still, it was it was so hyped up. Again, it didn't reach the level of expectations I had set for it in my in my mind. Right? People think of like, what do you think of when you think of Paris, France? Like romance and culture and history and cigarettes. At least I think of cigarettes. I don't know about y'all. And crepes and wine and peep and sexy people, I guess. I don't know. Cause I saw Rihanna over there one day and I was like, man, she's sexy. But anyway, like, you know, like what do you think when we think of Paris? Now add two hundred million dollars to that. That's that's what Paris is actually like, right? And again, there's so many things that were just underwhelming to me. Where I was like, man, this is I'm really excited to see this. I can't wait to go to Paris. I was like, nah, I'm not coming back here. I'm not. Again, Lover's Bridge, it is a bunch of locks on the bridge, and it's super crowded. And I feel like it's a hazard because some of the locks be falling to the water, and they just be staying down there rusting and killing the fish. Stop that. Cut it out. But again, these are my bottom three. Would I go back to each of these countries? Probably not. Would I advise you to not go? No, 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 no. Definitely go check them out. Again, your experience in Paris might be different than mine. Mine was just, nah. And again, this is me. We walk around when we travel. We always walk around and just explore different things. We do the touristy things, but we also check out, you know, just the off the beaten path things as well. Like that's what we do. And everything off the beaten path in Paris seemed like it cost a million dollars. But more importantly, it was just just underwhelming. Like I just so hyped up in my head. Man, Eiffel Tower is gonna be great. It's gonna be amazing, beautiful, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like it was, oh yeah, this this is cool. This is cool. But 
you know what time it is. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. What is your bottom three? Again, I don't want you to stick to countries. Like, think about it. Cities or towns or, like, even in your own hometown, people come to your city, like, come to Chicago. Where should I go? I've never said, oh, my God, let's go to the Sears Tower, now known as Willis Tower. I never say that. I do say, let's go to the lakefront. Well, let's go to Navy Pier. Like, you don't really say those big ticket items because they're sometimes underwhelming. Not because you live there, but, well, maybe because you live there. Just because you know that there are better things to do. So when you're thinking about that, like, what are your bottom three places? If you don't, if you haven't been to a lot of countries, do places, do cities, do towns, do stuff in your own neighborhood, right? And that'll give you a sense and an idea of when you travel to a new place or when you go somewhere, what things you should look into doing, right? I believe now that I've traveled extensively, it's okay to not hit all the big ticket items. I've had some of the best experiences in places where I wasn't able to do that. So again, I definitely encourage you, if you're able to do that, do it. Check it out. Have a good time. But y'all know what time it is. My name is Carl, the Black Expat. We are out of here.